Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey everyone, today's another special episode of Take Line that we taped last week for the holiday break. We have an incredible episode of Take Survivor, plus Renee and I play a game that tests our knowledge of each other. And we are joined by legendary head coach of the UConn women's basketball yeah. team, Gino Ariema. It's a lot of fun. Hope you enjoy it. Let's go! Now he's the head coach of the 11-time national champion, UConn Huskies women's basketball team. He's led the U.S. women's national basketball team to two gold medals at the Olympics. And that's literally just two of the things on his long list of accomplishments. But the most important thing is that he is my coach forever, Coach Ariyama. You know, I love you. The godfather. Welcome to Take Line. And Coach... Now, this year, we know we had another great season, got bumped out of the Final Four by Arizona and current dream rookie that we drafted, Ari McDonald. But how does the blue look for next season? What are you expecting from your star page? We know she had surgery. So, you know, how's she coming along and what are you expecting next year? Uh, well, I'm expecting them to grow up a little bit and uh, not, be so, <laughs> not be so immature. Uh, you know, we played Baylor last year, right? In the final eight game. So that game took a lot out of us. It was a physical game, you know, it was a tough game. And after we won that game, some of the younger guys, and maybe it's some of the older guys too, you know, we just have it, you know, you have to have a mature team to win a national championship. I think they went into the Arizona game and we spent, People probably won't believe this. We spent more time preparing for the Arizona game than we did for the Baylor game. Really? How so? Well, just more things to go over, more things. You know, we have, we knew Baylor's personnel. We had played them. We, we didn't know Arizona that right. well, right? Right. So we wanted – and smart me, right? <laughs> yeah. I tried to like, okay, here's the advantages that we have over Arizona. Let's try to take advantage of those. Here's the matchup you know, uh, situations that favor us. Let's try to take advantage of it. The only problem is the matchups that favor us wasn't exactly our strengths. Oh, yeah. So I kind of, you know, so they went in. So after we lose the game, you know, their media, well, you know, we didn't know that it was going to be this hard. You know, we didn't think it was going to be. And I'm like, how the hell do you think that the final – the semifinal game for the national championship ain't going to be hard. Right. What? Who the hell are you guys talking to? <laughs> so, they see that thousand win jersey uh, behind oh, you. Right. And, and, they, and they think that that's yeah. going to be now, You know what some of these guys are today in college? They're like this. They go, uh, coach, uh, you came to Connecticut. You won 11 national championships. Yep. And, you know, we have this many All-Americans, uh, you know, Coach, um, I, uh, I want to make, you know, make me an All-American. And I'll be like, 
Yeah, you know, like, uh, what am I, like Subway? Where you go, hey, make me a sandwich. <laughs> Have it your way, Burger King, baby. Yeah, you go like, yo, make me a sandwich. Sure, I'd make you a sandwich, make you an All-American. What are you shitting me? How am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? All I can do is give you the platform oh. to become one Yeah. and push you and push you and push you. The rest is up to you, dude. So I said, I've never been asked that question before. That's crazy. I said ever in my life by anybody who's made all American on our team. I've yeah. never been asked that. I definitely didn't ask you that. No, hell no. So the 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 thing is, you know, a, a maturity level that you have to reach that I think kids coming out today think maybe it's a little bit easier than it's yeah. going to be. You know, they don't realize how hard it's going to be. So what has to change this year? Uh, well, obviously we need more help for Paige. You know, she she makes shots, she scores, and Kristen had a great NCAA tournament, Kristen Williams. So I think she's she's building on that right now, based on what I see during these summer school workouts. Uh, Liv really struggled, and she's you know working harder than she's ever worked. Uh, we've brought in a couple new kids, uh, both new freshmen, and we have a kid transferred in from Ohio State. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So we definitely have way more pieces of the puzzle this year. We have a little more experience. We have everybody back that, you know, uh, very few teams can say that. So I, I like I like our chances okay. this year and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um. You mentioned, uh, Paige, you've coached so many great players uh, over the course of your career. How do you fit Paige into into that? Uh, you know, I, I was just thinking, looking at, you know, whether it's Rebecca Lobo, uh, Diana Taurasi, Maya Moore, um, and now Paige, there's a, there's a, you can kind of trace the evolution of the game. Um, how do you, how do you fit Paige into, into that kind of like lineage of player? Um. I think talent wise, skill wise, God given talent, you know, I, I think uh, I've had certainly a bunch of players that have come with that, you know, uh, that so, somebody like Stewie comes to mind, you know, where you, you just need to like harden her and she's got things that you can't, you can't draw up. You can't teach. You can't coach. I mean, you know, you're six four and you got a seven foot one wingspan. <laughs> and when you go shoot a jump shot, you jump, you know, this high off the off the floor. So there ain't a guy in men's basketball that would have an easy time blocking that shot. And it, it, she needed hardening. Okay. Uh somebody like Diana come here. She don't need hardening. She came yeah. here hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, she needs to be like reined in a little bit, like, come on. All right, you know. The, do it, do it, you know, pick your spots. You know, somebody like Maya comes, you know, Maya goes boom, 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 every day, every day, every day, every day. You know, and Maya needed to learn perspective. Like, how do I play with four other great players on the floor at the same time? You know, um, you know, and Renee, you know, because she's sitting right here, you know, <laughs> was vocal, demonstrative, uh, confident cocky walking around like you know i got this you know and and 
projected an air of of confidence that the rest of the team went, hell yeah, you know, we're that's who we are. We're her. And Paige, Paige is quiet. Oh, wow. She doesn't say much. She's uh, quiet in her game. Like all of a sudden you look up at the end of the game, she had 27 and, you know, 12 assists. And you go, man, how, how the hell does she do that? It just, you know, she'll go a spurt where she'll be like unbelievable. And then the rest of the time she's quiet. Um, so her evolution has to be, she's got to get harder every day in practice and realize that the game is going to be real physical against her. And I asked her a really good question this past uh, summer, three weeks ago. I said, if you were guarding you, I said, how would you guard yourself? What'd she say? She said, well, I wouldn't let me, I wouldn't let me shoot a three. I said, okay. So next time we're working on getting open to shoot a three, don't half-ass it because that's going to be the key. What else? She said, I would be really physical with me. I said, right. So now when we're in the weight room and we're doing stuff, you need to know, I got to do this. You know, what else? Um, I said, well, they'd force you left. I can go left. I said, well, <laughs> I said, I can go left too, but that don't mean I want to score. Going left. You know? So, you know, um, and I said, and, and, you know, these things you, you come with maturity and come with growth, but there's things that she sees and things that plays that she makes yeah. that are just, you know, incredible. They're, they're God given. They're God given. Yeah. I called the games, as you know, I called a few of the UConn NCAA yeah. games this year and the maturity level. And, and I look at it and you see all these new faces and I always wonder like, what's the difference in the recruiting process versus when I was there? Because players are so different now. Just even as I'm watching players, you know, like when we were there, we didn't have nails and eyelashes. You know, we didn't really. But this is a different type of player now that I see in the tournament. And it's an evolution. So what's like the been the biggest difference for you just recruiting this new age of players as opposed to before? And excluding it, the pandemic, of course, because that yeah, was unique. Yeah, it, it is crazy. You know, like I'll say something <laughs> like, I'll say something like, what's with those nails? <laughs> and and they'll be like, what? I go, who who colors their nails? <laughs> I said, where, where are you going to the prom? I oh said, where are you going here? You going out on a date? Where are you going? I said, you're coming here to play basketball. Like, so what are you going to do with the game on the line? You know, as a jump ball, you go, Ooh, don't break my nail. You know, like, Ooh, see how nice that is. Like, what are we doing here? I said, there's a time and place for everything. But today's kids, it's like, yeah, like that's my, that's my, that's my jam, man. Like that's my, that's my, that's my, that's what I do. You know, see, that's what, you know, and, and the eyelash thing, you know, like, so I'm like, yo, you're either real basketball players or you're like, <laughs> I said, you know, it's it, it's 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 a statement by you that says, hey, this this is serious. I'm two different people. When I come play basketball, I come ready for work. And when I go out, I go out. Those are two different people. <laughs> oh my right? Yeah. So trying to explain that is is a little bit of a uh a challenge. And then the idea that, you know, 
uh, I came here because I want what you have, coach, but can I do it the way I want to do it? I said, well, those two things don't go together. Right. Mm. Like if you already know how to do it, I would ask you how to do it, but you don't. So you're, <laughs> you're depending on me to show you how to do it. So when I go, do it, it's like, it's like if I come to Atlanta and I say, Hey, Renee, how do I get to the uh, Georgia Dome? Yeah. And you go, well, you go down here, you make a right, third left, you make a, and I go, ah, uh, you know what? I'd rather go a different way. Then why the hell did you ask me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> then go ahead, get lost and tumble around and find your own way. And then but come back because, and ask me but, again. But because they got GPS, see, they think everything's, yeah. you know, that, that, that you don't have to put a lot of you don't of, of yourself. You don't have to invest a lot of yourself. Yeah. You know, you just kind of like go, I got it. Well, if it was that easy, everybody else would have 11 national championships. And bloop. Okay. Uh, responding to recent uh, court decisions, the NCAA board of directors has yeah. uh, changed the rules, declared that athletes can make money off their image and likeness. Have you begun yeah. to think about like how your program is going to grapple with these changes or what the effects might be? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm anxious to see what the effects are. I'm anxious to see how, what the effects are. So let's say, you know, let's say your, your page who, you know, was, she was famous coming out of high school. You know, I called her Paige Kardashian. Oh I said, you know, damn, man, I said, you're oh. famous. You're famous for being famous. I said, you haven't done a damn thing. And everybody's talking about you like you're the greatest thing ever. She goes, you know, to her credit, she goes, coach, <laughs> I don't get it either. I said, I'm just telling, you know, that's just the world that we live in. That's your world. So now she's going to be able to capitalize on that. And AZ's a big name in recruiting. So she comes here. So now she's going to be able to capitalize on that. How much? Who knows? So in the future now, you know, you've got three or four or five, you know, high school, potential college All-Americans. And how's that affect the team when some are getting great opportunities and some are not? Some getting opportunities. Yeah, that's. Some are like a little bit of interest, some mm -hmm. a lot of interest, like. I use this analogy. I said, listen, if LeBron and Anthony Davis are getting X, everybody else on the Lakers knows I'm getting something other than X, like way, way other than X. Yeah. Okay. And they're cool with that. They're, they're, they're men and they understand this is a job and it's a business, you know, guys that work for Apple or Google or whatever, they know there are certain guys at certain levels of that company that get X. You, wherever you are, you get Y. Now, does an 18-year-old understand that? Does a 19-year-old understand that? I don't know. I don't know. So I think these kids may be under the impression that the minute this law was passed, here come the checks. Like everybody. Like everybody's <laughs> getting paid. And the truth of the matter is going to be very few of them are going to get paid. And they're going to have to actually do something to get paid, mm. whatever that is. Yeah. 
You know, so it's not going to be just because you're a nice kid and, you know, UConn's number one in the country. Yeah, so it's interesting because, like, you know, at UConn, we fly charter. You know, we, you know, my first time eating at Del Fresco's was with you guys and CDs <laughs> teaching us which forks and everything to use. And so I think that there's this interesting dynamic coming, maybe not with men's basketball or football, but in a lot of the women's sports, do you think that they'll get to a point where college athletes could possibly make more than the pros? In women's basketball, I can see that happening. I can see that happening. Like, what do you think that would like? How like how will that that <laughs> you you know what I'm saying? Like, would that not be like what will that look like if now college athletes could possibly be making more, and then when they graduate and go pro, they're making less? That's yeah. It, it depends. It, it may depend on where you go to school. Let's say. So let's say you're at UConn because that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And now we have this huge UConn nation that follows yeah. UConn women's basketball. And it's actually national, okay, around the country. We've become like Duke men's basketball. <laughs> Which side are you on? You either hate us or you love yeah. us. <laughs> facts, facts. Okay? You hate us or you love us. There's nobody that has no opinion. Right. You know, you can say to somebody, hey, what do you think of, uh, you know, Kentucky women's basketball? And they might go, I don't know. But you say, well, what do you think of UConn women's basketball? Oh, man, I love them. I love their coach. I love yeah. Next person. I hate them. Whenever they're on TV, <laughs> I root for anybody but them. Okay. But everybody's got an opinion. Yeah. So if you play here, you are inundated with media attention. Yeah. Social media attention. Now, you grow that over four years. See, that's the key. It grows over four years, sure. provided you're really good. Now you leave and you go to the WNBA. Will that stay with you? Hopefully. Or will some of that, you know, will the, where will you go? Let's say you go play for the Atlanta Dream. Mm -hmm. Do they have a big enough platform that you can use to enhance everything you already have? Mm -hmm. I don't know. All that remains to be seen. No question about it. That's crazy. That's just blowing my mind. It's crazy, right? <laughs> it's blowing yeah. my mind because wow. a player, um, a, a football player just signed a $20,000 deal, you know? So the first day out, the gates. So it's like, wow, if that continues, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, when they get, when, when they get to, uh, when they get to, to the NBA or the NFL or wherever they're going, um, What's going to be the determining factor? Well, I would like to think in sports how good you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's an doing TikTok videos when you're in the NBA. <laughs> that, ain't gonna, that ain't gonna get it, right? Oh, I might though. That's big money now, coach. I'm yeah. just well, saying. it's it's big money if you're a 13 year old. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a 14 year old and you're oh TikToking your butt off, you know, <laughs> you can make some money. I don't know oh if they want a bunch gosh. of 20 year olds TikToking. Oh, that, you might be too. Crazy. That may be way. That's too old. That's way too old for that crowd. <laughs> Take Line is brought to you by Sesh. That's S-E-S-H. 
Traditional therapy can be expensive, and to many of us, it's inaccessible. Hundreds of dollars a month to text up with a counselor? No thanks. Sesh offers a safe space for group support where you can connect with other people in similar situations, all led by expert therapists. Sesh is the leading mental health app for accessible group support, facilitated by diverse, licensed therapists who are experts in their field. Sesh makes it easy to find your community. There are sessions for people of all different backgrounds on topics like living with anxiety or depression, building healthy habits, coping with COVID, managing stress, parenting, relationships, body image, low self-esteem, postpartum, and much more. Each sesh is a 60-minute online group support session led by an experienced therapist with a specific specialty, and each session has a maximum of 14 participants. SESH also offers community-specific support for Black, Latinx, LGBTQIA+, the AAPI community, and more. SESH is only $60 per month for unlimited group sessions with licensed therapists. SESH is recommended by top psychologists, therapists, and mental health experts, and it offers a cost-effective way to meet your mental health goals. Oprah Magazine named SESH a top virtual mental health resource. It was the most affordable option on the list. Each new user receives a free two-week trial. Take the first step and go to seshtherapy.com today or download the SESH app in the App Store today. Again, that's seshtherapy.com. SESH is mental health care made easy, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. What does that game mean? What is this campaign about? That's game encapsulates the excitement, the swagger, and energy of the NBA. It's a bold declaration understood by insiders and casual fans that the bar has been raised. When it comes to the game of basketball and culture itself, the NBA is always moving forward. That's game is all about capturing the league's most dynamic moments on and off the court, whether it's through moments of iconic gameplay or giving voice to its community of players and fans. The NBA is always pushing new boundaries in athleticism, style, ideas, and more. Here are some examples that bring That's Game to life through on-court and off-court stories to show how That's Game is more than just a game. For instance, on the court, the story of Luca playing in Slovenia, then playing in Spain and coming to the NBA. Off the court, donating 3,000 meals to Houston during their COVID crisis. That's Game. The road to the finals is on. Don't miss a moment. Take Line is brought to you by LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Because they are focused on managing and growing their businesses, they can't always spend the time they wish they could on recruiting. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to find and hire the best candidates for free. I oversee my own business and nonprofit organization, and finding the right candidates for any job is always my top priority. I want to make sure that anyone that's going to work for me has all the experience. But here's the thing. You can't just put an ad in the paper anymore. I find the best candidates when I have the right tools at hand. That's exactly why LinkedIn Talent Solutions is a must-have for anyone looking to hire. Get started by posting your job for free to reach LinkedIn's network of 740 million professionals. Fill out targeted screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with experience, skills, and motivation you need. Then it's easy to filter and prioritize the top candidates you'd like to interview. LinkedIn Jobs will help you hire the right person for your role. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your first job for free at linkedin.com slash takeline. 
That's linkedin.com slash takeline to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, so coach, you're on the Olympic, uh, selection committee. Uh, and of course you coached the women's national team to two gold medals in 2012 and 2016. Uh, how is the, uh, the process going? How is the prep going? Uh, where are you in, in constructing your rosters right now for the games? Well, <laughs> again, I'm going to show you the, 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 the crazy thing about UConn basketball. In 2012, when I coached the Olympic team, we had six UConn players on the team. Yep. I didn't have anything to do <laughs> with five of them. They were picked, like, before I even sat down, they go, all right, here's, here's who the committee thinks. What do you think? I go, I'm on board. I got it. So this then, is a cri- yeah. that, that's a criticism that often happens is that it's oh, yeah. Yukon politics. Oh, happy. yeah, Yukon politics. So Yukon politics means, what, you're going to keep Sue Bird off the Olympic team in 2012 or D or Tina Charles or oh, Maya? Oh, no. Okay? I don't care if you hate Yukon. If you're the Olympic coach, you want those guys on your team, right? Because <laughs> yeah. you want to win. You want to win. So now the fifth Yukon player, it comes down to somebody and swing cash. Yeah. So I stepped out. I said, look, I'm not in this discussion. You guys decide. And they pick Swin. All right. I said, I'm in. She has previous Olympic experience. She's yep. this. She's won WNBA championships. I said, I like the pick. Now we got one pick left. And it was set aside for Brittany Griner. Now, Brittany says, I ain't playing. Okay. So now we got a spot open. So I said to the committee, I said, what is the biggest problem that this Olympic team is going to have? Tell me. They Minutes. Said, well, you know, this big kid from <laughs> Australia, this this six, seven, six, eight kid from Australia, she is going to be a major pain in the ass. So we got to figure that, that one out. And now over in Europe, Asia Jones is final four MVP. Anybody that knows Asia, Asia ain't afraid of anybody, anywhere, anytime, you know? So I asked around, <laughs> I asked around a bunch of people that played and I said, all right, what do you guys think? And they said, coach, man, you need to get Asia Jones on this team because okay, she said, you, you, these guys, like, I don't know if they can guard this other kid. So I said this to the committee and they gave me like a lot of pushback. And I said, okay, fine. I, I'm just telling you, I have to look down the bench. I have looked down the bench and I got to make a sub. You guys never have in the Olympics. So I'm telling you, that's the kid I want. Now I'm going to get off the phone. If that's not who you want, then that's fine. I got nothing to do about that. Took them 45 minutes, whatever. They put Asia on the team. Now we're playing Australia, semifinals of the Olympics. Tina Charles, Sylvia Fowles, Candace <laughs> Parker are getting their asses kicked by <laughs> Elizabeth Cambage. She is destroying them. She's got 19 at the half. 
Oh my gosh. So now we come in at halftime, blah, 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 blah. We go out in the second half. I say, I'm giving this shit five minutes. So they come out, <laughs> they do their thing. Five minute mark. I go, Age, come on, man. We go out. Here they come. They're coming down on offense. Asia's standing at the free throw line. <laughs> Meets her there. Elizabeth comes over and she's running to the block, to her favorite spot. And Asia goes, bam! And like, hits her like right here and stands her straight up. A sucker didn't score the rest of the game. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now, she was wrong. I mean, she was young, but Asia only helped us win one game. The one game we had to win. Right. All right. So those were the six. Now we go to Rio and you're going to keep Sue off or D or Maya or Tina or Stewie. Well, some people say, well, Stewie shouldn't have been on because she's a rookie. I don't care if she rookie or 35 year old. Who's better? Who's a better player than, than her at that time? So it was the biggest collection of talent ever. And they all, they all dumped on me. This is UConn politics. Yeah. Do you know where I am of this? Do you know where I am of that? Blah, 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 blah. And Carol Callen kept saying, it's the committee, man. Committee picks the team. They don't want to hear it. Okay. Fast <laughs> forward. 2020, 21, 22. Now uh-huh. we're in this cycle. Yeah. I ain't even the coach. <laughs> <laughs> and now they bitch. That the committee did a shitty job, especially Gino Oriema. This UConn bullshit's got to stop. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> when I was the coach, it was my fault. <laughs> now I'm on the committee, it's my fault. <laughs> so what? So what is it though? Like, okay, so now 2012, of course, you don't leave those names off. I think the the sentiment is in 2021. Are those names still the same power? of 2012 in a sense of the best players. That's that's kind of what I think, you know, like there's a lot of discussion, you know, Neka Gumake's name got thrown out there a lot for yep. get, not yep. getting on there. So the, it's the question of like, yeah, you're not even the coach anymore. People still have a problem with the UConn politics. So what, what you know is what it? I said, you know what I said? One of the things that I said, I said uh, to somebody, I said, explain to me, if you were the Olympic coach, would you take any other guard other than Diana? Even at her age right now? If the answer is yes, tell me who that would be. That you would feel comfortable going to the Olympics. And most people would say, no, I'll take D. Yeah. Last year in the finals and during the whole playoffs, was there a better guard than Sue? So tell me who's better that you would take. Brittany Griner, is there a better big guy, better center, better than Brittany Griner? If you find somebody, say, Sylvia Fowles. No, yeah. she's yeah. she's top. You want Sylvia or you don't want Sylvia? Well, I think we'll take Sylvia. How about Asia <laughs> Wilson? You want Asia Wilson or you don't want Asia Wilson? Oh, yeah, we'll take Asia Wilson. Tina what about Charles. Tina Fowles? T.T. <laughs> well, she's only, she's only probably favorite for MVP. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. So you want Tina or you don't want Tina? So now those guys, like nobody on the committee would say, no, they don't belong there. We got to go with some new blood. Who? (laughs) And then you go, okay, now who's next? Well, what about Stewie? We're going to keep 
You think you want Stewie on your team if you're coaching that team? Or you, you say, no, she ain't good enough to play for us. So that's another easy one. Right? So now you start getting into, well, what, what does this team need now? Given that you took all those big guys, yeah. what does this team need now? Well, we're kind of short on guards. So Joe Lloyd gets the nod. Why? Yeah. She played great at the world championships. You could say there's Peter Bet, there's people better than Jewel. Okay, tell me who they are that fit in with that group. Right? Now we need another guard, somebody long, somebody good. You know, who? It would be Angel McCautry, but she's hurt. Yeah. All right. So now you don't have Angel. You don't have Simone anymore. Yeah. Daldon ain't available. Oh, true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, Maya Moore would have been in that spot, right? She ain't For available. Sure. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you got all these guys that ain't available. And the younger guys have not gotten to that level just yet. Mm. That they can, that they, well, just because you're one of the best players doesn't mean you fit perfectly with that team. Yeah. As, as you all know. So then the decision came, you know, for the committee. NECA, who's hurt, who plays the same position as Asia Wilson, Tina Charles, Stewie, the other choice that was brought up, Nafisa Kyer, who's maybe more versatile, maybe can play more different positions, who knows? And she's younger, and it's a it's it's a nod to the future. So, whatever decision you make is not a bad decision, but whatever decision you make, people are going to have an issue with it. For sure. I mean, yep. their talent is so deep. Uh, every year, there's going to be somebody left off. That that's just a given. We could take. We always say this. We could take three teams to the Olympics if we really if if it was allowed because of how much talent we have. But coach, before we let you go, our producer is going to show us a video. I have not seen it, so I'm a little bit I'm going to be they told me to say that they have a video to show us. This was after one of our games at the tournament during our national championship run. So let's check out this video cuz I'm nervous. What is it? Carlton. What did you say to Renee when she came over to the bench and you gave her a hug? I said, you know, um, this is what you wanted, right? She said, yeah. I said, but we're not done yet. She said, no, this is different than last year. So look at her. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> Renee, Coach said that when you came over, you told him that this is different from last year. How is it going to be different from last year? Um, you know, last year we were just, like, so happy to make it to the Final Four. And I think, you know, our, our whole goal starting the preseason was we're going to get it to the Final Four. We're going to get our seniors there. And I think this year, you know, our mindset is – we're definitely happy, as you hear, that we're in the Final Four, but, I mean, we just, we have to look further than that because last year we lost there. What do you have to do in St. Louis for this team to be considered one of the best ever? Um, I don't know. I, I guess just keep playing. I don't try to think about that. I just want to win a national championship. All right. Congratulations, Renee. Thank you. Bam. 
Look at that young guy, CD. Look at the squad. <laughs> wow, y'all went in the archives. You remember that, Coach? It's so weird how he remembers everything. Like, you just heard him say in the semifinals against yep. Australia, she had 22 points at ha- yeah. 19 and a half. Yeah. It's like, but, what? But, you know, uh, the year before, the year before, uh, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> we got to the Final Four. Yep. And we lost. Uh, we lost to Stanford, I think. Yes, we did. In Orlando. I mean, in Tampa. Tampa. And they said to me, uh, what does this loss mean? I said, this loss don't mean anything to me. I said, because we're going to be back here next year. <laughs> and it's going to be different. I promise you that. As I said to the media. So now we, 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 we have the kind of team that we have. We run through. Everybody's dancing. Because why? It's a big deal to go to Final Four, man. Yeah. It's a huge mm-hmm. deal to go to Final Four. Yeah. And uh, after that, though, when we get to the Final Four, there's no contest. <laughs> <laughs> we returned no up. Con- we returned up. I actually, for one of the few times, I actually, for one of the few times, I felt bad for the other three teams that were <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember that distinctly, obviously, but it's crazy because, again, you have 11 national championships. You've yes. done a little bit of everything. So, Coach, we just wanted to thank you for joining us here on Take Line. Thank you so uh, much. Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, the, the, the interesting thing about coaching is you don't you don't shoot any baskets. You don't get any rebounds. You don't get any steals as a coach you just hope that you have the right people and that you put them in the right position i think our success is based so much on our players ability to do what they do best and if i was coaching men's basketball i wouldn't have 11 national championships because a lot of the guys that stayed here and went to a bunch of Final Fours and kept winning championships would have been long gone after their first or second one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, so women's basketball is great in that respect in that teams kind of come together, they can fail, they can learn, they can grow, and then they can experience something amazing. Whereas in men's basketball, maybe they get it one shot, they go to the Final Four, they don't win it all, and then – team breaks up because everybody's leaving for the NBA or whatever they're doing. So people like, you know, Renee and I mean, how many final fours you go to Renee? Three or two. I want to say two. How do you know this? That's why it's so weird. <laughs> two. Cause you lost in. Uh, All the uh, elite eight Tampa. on to, to do. And uh, yeah, we lost to. Lost to Tampa and then won in St. Louis. Yep. And we should have won. Uh, another game that would have got us to the final four, but we came up short for a lot of different reasons. Yes. Um, So, you know, the success that we have as coaches is directly related to, you know, getting the kind of players that can perform under those circumstances. And, uh, and personality has a lot to do with it, your temperament, Mm -hmm. who you are. And um, I can honestly say, you know, for four years that Renee was at UConn, her temperament, her personality, her je ne sais quoi, you know, she was, <laughs> that was who we were, man. 
and we've had very few players like that. You know, D was another one. They just kind of like, they are, and everybody just gravitates to them. And I, 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 I had so much fun that I, I, People say, man, I must have been a lot of pressure, be undefeated and go in it. I say, actually, no, man. It was kind of easy. <laughs> we had a blast. We had a blast. Had a blast. I thank you, Coach. I thank you, Coach. And go ahead and win another 12th win. They can stay mad. You know, That's I'll be talking. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> oh, thank you for joining us, Coach. Get back on thank the you show. so much. All right, guys. Thank you. Appreciate awesome. it. Good wow. luck. And now for a new game called Know Your Co-Host on this special July 4th week episode. We're just going to play a little game here to see how well Renee and I know things about each other. You know it as Two Truths and a Lie, but we've adapted it here. Let us start off with our first category, favorite movie. All right, so we're going to start out with my favorite movie, Jason. Two of these are my favorite movies. One of these are not. So your options are Avatar, Love Actually, and Moulin Rouge. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're all over the board here. Okay, so let's see. Uh, Avatar, I think, is still the, or has rather regained the title of uh, highest grossing movie of all time. I think it regained it from Endgame somehow. Whatever the case, it is quite possible that that is uh, your favorite movie. Is it's a favorite movie of, of, of billions of people around the globe? It, it, a historically popular movie. Mm-hmm. Love Actually, one of the great rom coms of all time. Um, uh, what can be said about it? Uh, beloved <laughs> by millions, one of the great movies of that form. I could see that being the case. I think that Avatar is the lie. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's right. That's that's correct. <laughs> that is correct. Love actually. I watch it like maybe three times a year. Moulin Rouge. I used to watch it once a month. Um, crazy. So yeah. Wow, Jason. You know me. You know me. Woo. Okay. So these are uh, three of my favorite movies. Uh, I'm gonna go with Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. Okay. Thor. The Dark World. Oh my gosh! And The Searchers, the nineteen fifties classic starring John Wayne. Who, yes, he is racist, but he plays a racist in the movie. Okay, so these movies, I'm going to put The Searchers in there for one of your faves because who does that? Who thinks of a movie from that far ago? Names who starred in it? If you aren't a fan of it, so that's just the context clues I'm going to use for that. Never seen the movie. Um, Thor. Okay, so Thor and Lord of the Rings. This is where we are with it. Lord of the Rings. I don't know much about this fantasy world you live in, and I like that you live there because you teach me all about it. Um, everything is telling me that it's Thor and the Searchers are your two favorites, and that Lord of the Rings is not. I don't watch this stuff, but like my spidey senses are just tingling with that, so I'm just going to lock it in. Look, I don't even know the movies. It's going to be even crazier that I have not seen all three of your favorite movies. I, so <laughs> so I need to watch those on my list. Final answer. The lie is Lord of the Rings. That's wrong. The, the lie is Thor the Dark World. Oh, got it! 
widely held by many to be the the worst of the MCU movies. It's, uh, it's it's bottom it's bottom three for sure. Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Do you like that uh, movie though? It's just not your favorite. It's not my favorite for sure of all of these three movies. I don't like it. Yeah, like it's not. If I was going to rewatch an MCU movie today, it would not. It be would that. probably be. It would not at all be that. Oh, it would be Infinity it. War, Endgame, oh. Captain America, Winter Soldier. Something like that. Something like next. that. Okay, what's next? Guilty Pleasures. Guilty Pleasures. I'll go first. Okay, start us off. My guilty start us pleasures. off. Guilty Pleasures. This, I take this to mean something that I enjoy, but that is like not like really, it doesn't make me smarter. It's not particularly tasteful. It's not a thing that it really people uh, like would brag about. Um, first, I'm going to go Vanderpump Rules, uh, the famous, <laughs> the famous uh, reality show from the Bravo Network with, uh, that's following a, a, a collection of, of problematic waiters and bartenders in, in West Hollywood. The next, I will say um, Blow Deck, both med and regular. Wow. Just say the Blow Deck series, which is... It follows the lives of a crew of a yacht as they uh, entertain numerous guests and their interpersonal dramas. And the next I will say is I'm going to go with The Challenge, MTV's The Challenge. Oh, good choice. Reality show. That is, the show is long running, it is often problematic. Uh, and uh, I honestly think that the show is trying to kill its contestants. Oh my god! Those are my those are my three. One of those is a lie. Okay, so I've heard you talk about Below Deck. I believe I'm pretty sure. Or was that Caroline? Somebody was talking about that when we picked what's the best or worst. And Jason doesn't play the game, so it couldn't have been him. But when we picked what's the best show on E, it was. Somebody picked Below Deck, and I had never seen that. So it couldn't have been Jason, actually, because he's the host. So maybe not for that. Um, Below Deck available uh, to stream for anyone who subscribes to Peacock. Peacock, um, the app, the network, the streaming platform. Okay, so I'm going to just Below Deck. I'm going to shelf that. And then Vanderpump Rules. That's got to be in because that's everyone's guilty pleasure. Uh, Jax got married. Who would have thunk yeah, it? No. Who would have thunk that Jax would get no. married? Okay. I mean, that's that's a that's a Jackson colossal Brittany mistake. are having a baby. A colossal mis- <laughs> colossal mistake on the part of Brittany. Oh. Girl, run, don't walk. I mean, it's too late now. You guys are married and have a kid. Listen, Lisa Lisa Vanderpump. I mean, that's in. Like, I just if that's not a part of the top ones, shame, shame, Jason. Um, and then the last one was the challenge. Now, I grew up on that. I think we're closer to the same age. I remember yeah. when it started to develop and it, it was like real yeah. world, road rules challenge. And then they just yeah. took those names away and it just became the challenge. And so I remember like those things. And for those reasons, you didn't play that game. I'm going to go with below deck med and whatever else you said is not your favorite. Correct. Yes. That is right. That is right. Yes. That is it. correct. Renee. Uh, your turn. Okay, so my guilty pleasures are first thing, staying in the house. I like being oh, secluded. Staying home. Um, the second guilty pleasure would have to be Shark Tank. 
third, <laughs> my third guilty pleasure beyond a shadow of a doubt is that sickening feeling you feel after you had a hard workout. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, I think she doth protest too much. My answer out of the gate, even though I'm going to deliver it now, is the post-workout feeling. Uh... You put a little bit extra on it with the uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, which leads me to believe that you want me to think that uh, the staying home. I forget. I, I feel like you have mentioned that, that you don't go out much. You don't do anything. You don't drink. You just like to stay home. So I feel like that's a, I, I know that about you. Um, Shark Tank. Listen, you're an entrepreneurial person. I feel like Shark Tank. I have my issues with Mark Cuban. Shark Tank is a is a fantastically addictive <laughs> show where you actually do kind of learn a lot about business. True, yeah, like, definitely. Or at least the, like, the basic fundamentals about investing and about... Knowing about, your books. Like, what, knowing your books and about what it means to pitch something. Like, I think that's more important than anything is you learn in the pitching process. Um, so I'm going to go... Again, I'm going to go... The lie is the post-workout feeling. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I like to be so in shape that after my workouts, I'm like, yo, I killed it. So I usually was in the business of never getting out of shape. Right now, I would probably feel that feeling and I would not like it. It's tough for everybody. Listen, post post pandemic, I think, you know, a lot of people were sitting around the house. It's you can work out as much as you want in your home. Yeah. It's not the same. No, nah, not at it's all. It's not the same as go to a place with equipment. And I don't even care how much equipment you have. Just, it really is just not the same. Not at all. As as being there and being in the environment. Great answer. Next. I like this. I like this. Uh, favorite musical artist. Wow. This is okay. a, this is a, this is a really fun one. Um, you go first. If you've been thinking about it, you go first. Oh yeah, I know. Like if I've been thinking. Okay, so my favorite artists are Justin Bieber. Ooh. The Beebs. Justin Timberlake. Drake. Wow. Yeah. Nibble on that. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Justin Bieber, you know, uh, discovered off of YouTube Canadian uh, Canadian preteen at that time, shoots to superstardom. Baby, baby, baby. baby, baby. Oh, yeah. baby. Listen, Luda's middle bars on that are they're classic. That's a classic track. Uh, purpose is incredible. I'm going to say that that's not a lie. Uh, Drake, I mean, the guy has so many hits. It's it's actually insane. <laughs> you can't, and speaking of gyms, you can't go to the gym and not hear like five Drake songs played over the loudspeakers. Facts. That's Facts just going to happen. That's just what it is. I'm going to say Justin Timberlake. Uh, just because all of these artists have had long careers, yep. I'm not going to say Justin's fallen off, but I'm going to say in terms of like longevity and continuing to have hits throughout the, the, their career, Justin is kind of, he, he's slacked a bit. You haven't I'll heard his say new that. stuff, I'm assuming. I haven't heard it. <laughs> I, I listen to, I listen to like the, uh, the Spotify, like top 40 uh, playlist when I'm that, you know, and that's it. So I'm going to say it's Timberlake. Am I, but I'm feeling like that was the wrong answer. I'm feeling like that's the right answer. I just meant trolls. I love Justin Timberlake on <laughs> trolls, but that is the right answer. 
You got it. Of course, I'm, I have Bieber fever and Drake is Drake. Shouts to I want to be team OVO. So, of course, of course. I love it. Okay, I'm going to go uh, one Miles Davis. Okay. Uh, when I'm writing, I can't, I can't listen to words when I'm writing because it messes me up. Okay. Then I start writing like the words that I'm hearing and then I can't think of words Solid. and I'm trying to think of like verbs and Solid. adjectives and different and so I just like to listen to instrumental music, and Miles Davis is great because over the course of his career, he did everything that from trumpet, like bebop to swing to, to funk. Um, next, I'm gonna say uh, Robin. Here's a here's a fun Robin. fact about me. I like I like electronic music, and I really love like pop music with a female vocal. And I think nobody, for my money, nobody does it better than Robin, who has. Uh, so many hits in that area and so many songs that are like it's 2 a.m. you're leaving the club let's put on a Robin song and almost cry and, and it's just Robin like first name only yes okay 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 teach me something and then I'm gonna say as my third uh, Miley Cyrus Party Ooh. in the USA I think Ooh. it's time her Ooh. time has come when Miley will do a cover, people are like, oh, my God, is Miley Cyrus? Yes, she's good. She's been performing since she was like 11. Yeah. When she gets into her country bag and people are like shocked, like, oh, my God. Yeah, she's like they don't know her Dolly dad. Parton, she's like crushing it. Yeah, it's like, she's, yeah, because she's like in her bag when she does that. I'm going to say Miley Cyrus is my third. Okay. So we have Miles Davis. We have Robin. And we have twerk, Miley, Miley, twerk. I feel like my first instinct is that Robin is not your favorite. Miles Davis, I agree. When I'm doing my thug thizzle, I like to have a certain type of music aesthetics in the background. Miles Davis could be that type of music. So I really felt that. Um, if that is a lie, you sold it well because I, that's that's me. So I feel like he's in. You're a writer. You write a lot of stuff. Funny guy. You need that music. Um, Miley Cyrus. You know, she's she's all over the place. So she's doing twerk music. She's doing country. Then she's doing covers. You know, it's the climb. Motivational. You know what I mean? <laughs> she has a little bit of everything. So I feel like she can be somebody that everybody likes. And then that leaves us with Robin. Um, the one named Robin. I was thinking you were talking about Robin Thicke at first, but you're talking about Robin. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't know a lot about Robin. I know a lot about the other two. I know you know about Robin because you pulled her out of your mind, but Robin is not your favorite artist. Final answer. Uh, it's not true. It's Miley. It's oh, going to be Miley. I like twerk, Robin more Miley, than Miley. Miley Listen, I like, I do love when Miley gets back in her bag and plays and covers. Like, yeah. that's my favorite thing that she does when she returns yeah. to her roots. But, like, if I'm going to listen to any of those three, I'm going to listen to the other two first. Okay, I uh, like it. I like it. Okay, so pet peeves. My first pet peeve will be wet socks. Ugh. Who likes them? Who likes them? You know, you ever cross a stream or or somebody spills something on your shoe? It's the absolute worst and then you gotta walk around who carries socks who has extra socks i hate it i hate it i hate it i think my next one is gonna be since we've talked so much about the gym and we're thinking about the gym mm -hmm. uh somebody who like 
just takes too long on the machine. Okay. Like on whatever machine it is. It's like, okay, like everybody should have their time and their amount of time to do whatever it is they got to do. But if you're like scrolling through your iPod for like 10 minutes between sets, it's like, can we pick it up? Like, let's. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Like, no, let's I go. Feel you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to pick the perfect <laughs> song for this. Like, let's hurry up. And then uh, my next one is going to be um, similarly people who p- uh, play too slow on on the golf course. Oh. Like, we all got up at 5 a.m. Let's respect everybody's time. Uh, Interesting. You know, don't make me play through the whole thing. Like, let's go. Those are my Okay, three. so we have wet socks. We have taking too long on the golf course. And we also have taking too long on the machines I'm going to there's two taking too longs and I feel like that just happened by accident on your part because one is a lie that's that's just how I feel um <laughs> I feel like two of them became very similar on the fly because you guys this is an improv game by the way we didn't really think about these things beforehand um so I feel like this is this is your parent like skills coming into coming yes. into play like, what <laughs> Yes. Okay. So wet socks have to be everyone's pet peeve. If it's not, what you doing? Like, what you all right? Like, what's going on? Yeah, what on? is, so, come on. You, why do you like wet <laughs> Okay. And then we have, do you work out, Jason? Are we allowed to ask a question? I didn't know you worked out like that. So when I heard you say the thing about the machines, I was like, wow, he's at the gym enough to get annoyed by that kind of thing. I don't know. I feel like that might be a no. Um, not saying that you're not buffed. I think you have a great physique, so maybe you do. Um, and then last but not least, the golf course. Does Jason know how to golf? You look like it. It's a networking game. Oh, wait. Jason just imitated swinging a golf club. And in his imitation, it was very Charles Barkley-esque. I don't know if anyone knows. There's three parts of it. There was, there was a hitch the and there was a turn and there was a twitch. It was, it was 85% hitch. It was 85% hitch. And if you've seen Charles Barkley's old swing, apparently he has a new swing. It resembled that very much so. And I don't know if that was to trick me or not, but it has now swayed my vote. So after seeing Jason Concepcion's swing, I have to think, oh man, I feel like even as I'm saying it, I'm like, no, he might play golf. He looks studious. Oh, this is a tough one. It's either gym or golf. Golf fighting life, sir. That's correct. That's correct. Yes. It's funny. Like I was having a conversation. Yes. I was hanging out with some people last night and uh, one of my friends is like, I'm getting out uh, my tea times at seven. I'm like, you're freaking crazy and yeah. then we started about <laughs> talking about like all the yeah I was hanging out with this person playing golf with this person playing golf I'm like man should I learn to play golf like I guess I do I have to do that and then uh, I was with my friend Michael Peters uh, of the ringer great guy Michael Peters and we made we both made a pact to never learn to play golf we just we shook what? on it we will never learn I don't like that decision okay my three pet peeves are Number one, organizing things. Just Mm -hmm. either people that organize things a lot or when things are too organized, um, just the whole organizational aspect of it. Uh, Secondly, um, being late. 
I don't like being late. I don't like when people are late. Um, my third is smacking on your food. I think that that's mm. just grow up. You know, we're supposed to teach it when we're young to kids. So that'll be number three. I'm going to say, wow. Uh, so organized based on your usual uh, Zoom background with all the stuff. It's organized. It's not messy, but it's not overly organized. So I think there's something I think there's something there. Being late, nobody likes people who are late. Nobody likes being late. Nobody like, oh, unless Oh, I don't know about that, but Uh-oh. <laughs> welcome to Atlanta. <laughs> that's well, I mean, that's a traffic issue. It's a, you know, and then uh, and then smacking food. Who likes that? Gosh, I'm going to well, I'm going to just going to say or too organized because it was so specific. It wasn't just organized, it was too organized. So, you think that being too organized is what? Is um, is the lie. I'm going to say that's the lie. That is the lie. How did you Yes! I tried to say it first and everything. I love being organized. It's actually I can't help un I don't like I don't like unorganized. I don't like unorganized either, but there is something about like too 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 organized. Like you got to let it breathe a little bit. Like yeah. let's have some organization, but yeah. I, like I don't like to be told what to do. Okay. All right. Well, even though we've been doing this show for just a few months, it's good to know that we know each other pretty well. I mean, but luckily there's still more to learn and we got more in the show. So don't go anywhere. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh-oh. Hello. Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. That's right. Those are the hypnotic drums of the Take Survivor. Joining us today to play the Take Survivor. She is my co-host. She is a co-owner of the Atlanta Dream. Yerp! She is Renee Montgomery. Renee, how are you? I'm feeling good, feeling great, trying to get this host July 4th win. Yay, yay! He is a producer on this podcast. Hopefully he's been thinking about how he's going to answer some of these prompts today. He is Zuri Irvin. Zuri, how are you? 
I am not ready, but we're playing. And, <laughs> and we'll, see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Such is life. She is also a producer on this podcast. She has also had some extra time to think about her answers. She is thinking about them. I could see her thinking about them. She is Caroline Rustin. Caroline, how are you? I am legitimately incredibly nervous. Like, I'm, like, shaking in nerves. <laughs> oh. Thank you for having me. And somehow, some way, he is our returning champion. Oh, my gosh. Producer on this podcast, Elijah Cohn. Elijah! How are you? I'm good, Jason. It's a great time to be a patriot. The content is flowing through me today. I'm ready for some Tate Survivor. Let's get started. Question number one. The Olympics are coming, folks. What is the best Olympic event? What is the best Olympic event? We'll start with the returning champion, Elijah Cohn. What is the best Olympic event? Go. Jason, I'm so glad I could go first and just nab this one off the board because it's clearly the best. The 100-meter dash. It is electric. Build up for a 10-second sprint, and we have history in it. Jesse Owens, 1936, Berlin, shoving America in Hitler's face. Triumph over racism in Nazi Germany. Through line to this day with Usain Bolt, it's fantastic. Wow. Elijah Cohn with the 100-meter dash and the famous moment in 1936 when racism was irrevocably defeated by Jesse Owens in Berlin. Way to bring uh, politics into this. Wow. Caroline Reston, what's the best Olympic event? Okay, this is really coming from my heart and something I believe. Uh-oh. <laughs> Figure skating. <laughs> I think the most impressive sport to watch doubles and singles the women are just so beautiful and they're doing insane okay i'm doing women's singles figure skating it's amazing they jump to such heights their splits are crazy they're pretty much doing gymnastics but on cold hard ice like that is so scary and dangerous and risky and so impressive figure skating incredible answer justice for christy yamaguchi when will it happen zuri what is the best Olympic event? Um, you know, I was going to say the 100-meter dash, but I won't now. Uh, I'm going to go table wow. tennis. Table tennis. It's accessible. We all grew up with the table I like tennis uh, I like apparatus it. in middle school. Uh, I think they care the most. Um, it's the most passionate event you see coming from the players. And uh, I'm not really buying this argument. So um, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just say that it's, it's the coolest to watch. It's cool, guys. <laughs> Well, you're you're selling low, but I am buying high. <laughs> Asians, Asian nations, famously, absolutely love and dominate at the sport of table tennis. Renee Montgomery, what is the best Olympic event? I would have to say the best Olympic event is trying to pick out what you're going to eat with your girl. It, they never can make a decision. It's always, it's a long adventure. You think that you're halfway through the race and then you get a curveball. No, I don't want that. And then when you even get there, the it's another thing to pick what you're going to eat. So the best and worst Olympic event is picking out food, where we're going to go eat. Wow. Some working through some things right here with the questions. That's why my answer is always, you decide, I'll eat anything. <laughs> Let's go to the voting now to remind everyone at home, everyone on this Zoom will vote for the take that they believe should be ejected from the island. Voting starts now. Who will be the first evictee 
from Take Survivor Island. Will it be Elijah Cohn's 100-meter dash question? Will it be Caroline Reston, who says figure skating, the singles, the incredible (laughs) artistry, the athleticism, the craft of that magnificent display on ice? The drama. Will it be Zuri with table tennis? Table tennis, listen, every, uh, every year or so, a incredible table tennis rally goes viral on social media. People love table tennis. It's loved by billions of people around the world. Will it be Renee Montgomery who says, can we just eat? I'm hu- like, just make like wherever, wherever it's going to be. Food is and good at the end though. Eat. That's what makes it the best. Let's go. That's what makes it the best. Will it be meal decisions? Uh, who gets the bronze? Who gets the silver? Who gets the gold in that situation? Votes are coming in now. And let us tabulate the results. Here the votes are coming in now. We have one vote for Zuri Irvin and table tennis. Wow. Hatred of table tennis. Very, very tough to hear. We have two votes for table tennis. Again, beloved by literally millions of mostly Asian countries around the world. We have one vote for Caroline, two votes for Zuri, one vote for Caroline, who said figure skating. Uh, I guess it's taste thing. You know, figure skating, obviously a legendary event. We have, uh, wow, this is crazy, folks. Two votes for Zuri, one vote for Caroline, one vote for Elijah with the 100-meter dash. Someone hating on the 100-meter dash is a that is a vibe, folks. <laughs> Who doesn't like running? It's one of like the few events that goes back all the way to the Greek days. Wow. And then we have one vote for Renee. Oh wow. And Renee's answer of meal decisions, probably noting that it's not an official Olympic <laughs> event. And then here we have the final vote oh for gosh. our first evictee from the island, Zuri Irvin, table tennis. A lot of people hating table tennis. It feels racial to me. Nonetheless, that's what happened. Zuri, what do you have to say? I just want to say I voted for Elijah. I'm going to come clean. Um, You know? (laughs) Yeah, you know? Yeah! I bet Elijah thought I did it. I bet he did. Yeah! We knew he was stealing the best answer. Also, you know, I think I'm the first person to say I didn't really believe in the take, which, you know, there's, there's some merit in honesty that you guys just didn't appreciate. So, you know, well, I appreciate Zuri because I love honesty because honesty is great content. Uh, moving on to the second round. We thank Zuri for playing and our second round question. What is the best food for a July 4th cookout? What is the best food for a July 4th cookout? Renee McCummy, we'll start with you. Okay, the best food. Oh, come on. This is so easy. Burnt hot dogs, not just hot dogs. They got to be a little burnt Burn on the grill. You turn it, and then you taste that little crunch, but it's the charcoal feel. It's just a vibe. Woof, woof. Listen, it's a vibe. You know that cookout vibe when it's charred. And so more about the charred than the hot dog. But yeah, I'm going to go with a dog on the cookout. See you at the cookout, folks. It's a burnt dog. At the cookout for Renee Montgomery, let us go now to Elijah Cohn. Elijah, best July 4th cookout food. 
Jason, I'm going to have to go with the produce, specifically watermelon. When it's peak summer and you bite into a good piece of watermelon, your pupils dilate. You taste something that triggers something deep in your lizard brain that goes back to the beginning of human history. It's a vegan option. It's friendly. Everyone can enjoy it. It tastes like peak summer. It hits different on that holiday than any other time of year. It's arguably the best fruit or vegetable out there when it's at its peak. Uh, another shocking good answer from Elijah Cohn. Oh, Let's move on to Caroline. Rest in rest in peace, Caroline. What's the best July Fourth cookout food? Okay, so what, my least favorite thing about a cookout is like you have to get up every time to like get food. So my favorite food actually is rosé. I like because you don't have to get up and keep getting it. You can just bring the bottle of wine over oh and you're just God. sitting and you're drinking and you're having the best time. And the best part is usually someone else wants a drink. So if you're out, you'd be like, oh, oh, can you get me a drink too? Wow. They'll also get it. Your ass never gets up. It's the best. <laughs> what's your brand? What's your brand of rosé? And how do you like it? You like it chilled? I like it chilled. I like anything from the Côte de Provence. Oh, um, she's but fancy. But I'm not too picky. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> My bad. She's fancy. Shit. <laughs> Let us go to the voting, folks. Just a reminder, all the people on this Zoom, including Zuri Irvin, our first evictee, are voting on who the next person kicked off the island is. Will it be Caroline Reston? who says, yeah, I'm a high-function alcoholic, but isn't it fun on this day? Rosé! A nice chilled rosé from uh, from Provence. Or will it be Elijah Cohen? The Côte de Provence. The Côte de Provence. Okay. The Côte de Provence. Okay. Or will it be Elijah Cohen who says, hey, what? How, how easy could this get? Watermelon. It comes in its own carrier. You cut it up. Isn't it refreshing on a hot summer's day? Or will it be Renee Montgomery, he says, burn them. Put them dogs on the grill. Don't take them off until they are charred, folks. I want that crispy skin on that hot dog. Yep. Burn them. Yep. Yep. Votes yep. coming in now. Can't wait to see uh, what happens here. We have one vote for Elijah Cohn. A very strong statement against the watermelon. It listen. It's not a. It's not a uh, food stuff that I personally like, but I. But I. I respect it as a, in its place as a summer food, and as a taste in drinks. We have one vote against rosé and against uh, the Côte de Provence for Caroline Reston. Elijah won. Caroline won. Wow! Another vote coming in, and our second. Vote for Caroline Reston and her European roots. Why Caroline get and mad for real though? <laughs> she's, getting <laughs> she's getting truly angry. Uh, the continent not popular right now. Oh, one vote for Renee Montgomery oh. and the burnt dogs. I gotta say, burnt dogs. I like them burnt. Wow. I like them just for. Who here's the great thing about a burnt dog. Set it and forget it. Walk away from those dogs. Let them sit there for a little while. Oh, another vote coming in. It is one Elijah, two for Caroline, one for Renee. And our next vote is our second vote for Elijah Cohen and the watermelon. Oh, my gosh. Elijah coming up. It's 2-2, Elijah, Caroline, and our final vote for our next evictee from the island. (laughs) This is a crushing vote. Oh my gosh. For 
the legacy, history, uh. and personal tastes of one Caroline Reston. Rest in peace. The rosé is Whoa! out. Caroline, three votes against you. <laughs> Caroline, what do you have to say? Address us in either Spanish or French. Let us know your feelings right now about this eviction. Vous avez tout mal voté et je n'ai aucun respect pour toi. Todos son tontos. Fuck you. Oh, wow. I heard that. Oh English came through at the end. Wow. She said, this is a stupid decision. None of you uh, speak Spanish and fuck you all. And she's gone. And she turned and her she camera just off. Just so you know, she left <laughs> That's the it. building. Wow. Leaving with the heat. We move to the final round. Just a reminder for the final round in our voting segment. Our jury will be voting for the winner, for the winner. And our final question, make your best case, Renee and Elijah, make your best case for or against fireworks. For or against fireworks. Start with you, Renee. For or against fireworks. Oh, let's just say... I'm going to go against it and hear me out. Yeah, no. Shocker alert. I'm going to go against it because I'm not going to be out there anyway. It's going to be the bugs out there. Cicadas for the people that have it in that area. We're not outside right now. I don't want to get eaten up by mosquitoes. So I'm going to be indoors. You can't. I can see it from my house. But what's the fun in that if you're not going to be out there? So I'm going to be inside watching the playoffs. That's why I'm not going to be outside watching the fireworks. That's my take. Renee Montgomery says no to bugs, no to cicadas, no to fireworks. Elijah Cohen, for or against fireworks? Oh, so for. I don't know. I am not here for the fireworks slander. They're a staple of Fourth of July. They pair well with other great events that come with Fourth of July, like baseball or cookouts. It's a nice way to sit back, relax, and reflect. And I know what you're thinking, Elijah, like, is it really American? Like, they do technically come from China. Well, there's nothing more American than cultural appropriation. Oh, my so, gosh. Fireworks. China. They come from I China. I all for them. Right? Uh, they do, right? I'm standing by that. I mean, yeah, in like, the, wow. in like the 14th century, they did come from China. That is correct. But I think it's been long enough that we can let that one go. Uh, let us move to the voting, folks. As a reminder, once again, our jury is voting for the winner. For the winner here in the question, do you like fireworks? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Renee says no. There's bugs out there. There's mosquitoes out there. There's and the games are on. Going. You have to, fireworks are at night. Yeah, and then we got to we gotta take the TV. We got to put it on a stand. We got to <laughs> run a court out there. We got to bring it outside. Then one of it rains, the TV gets ruined. We got to put the, forget that. Nah. Doing it inside, I can watch the fireworks on TV. Or will it be? Elijah Cohen says, yes, 4th of July. We got, listen, long ago, we got gunpowder from China, as did everyone else in the entire world. And now we're doing fireworks on the 4th of July to celebrate. Uh, Why not? We've been doing it for years. Let's continue to do it. He loves fireworks. He says, yes, we stole it from China. And that's one of the best things that we stole from China, along with noodles like everyone else. (laughs) But it's not that it's for it. It's like, that's your take for fireworks. I love that it wasn't even like aesthetic. It wasn't even like aesthetically like I like looking at them. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. It was like, (laughs) yeah, like they're not from giant anymore. What? But the votes are coming in. in, in The wrong part of the argument here. The votes are coming in. 
This is going to hurt when you lose to that. Also, it's going to really hurt. <laughs> oh my god, Elijah! Elijah like <laughs> Elijah like tra- Elijah like Trey Young already doing the shimmy right. while the votes are happening. Uh, we have, I guess people are bad. People are really deliberating. I gotta say, <laughs> because the and people, and I think that I gotta say, I think this is one of those situations where, where the more Elijah speaks, the the more people are like, do I really want to vote for this? <laughs> there are <laughs> keep talking, Elijah. I just can't with that take. The more I speak, more people are like, can I vote twice for Elijah? Because oh it's so good. It makes so much sense. I, I, I got to say, this is, I, feel like, I feel like Frank Lutz, and I'm watching the meters go like this. <laughs> like, So we have one vote for Elijah Cohn to win. We have one vote for Renee. It's 1-1 one, one Elijah Renee. We will not stop the count. We will continue the count until all our votes are in. Uh, wow. Shocking, shocking come from behind, as I predicted. Two votes to one currently. Renee Montgomery, two votes for her saying no on fireworks. One vote for Elijah Cohen. Did his banter, did his taunting, did that cause... The votes to fall off. I or am was not it sure. just that terrible take? This is crazy. For Renee Montgomery, three votes to one. Elijah Cohen has somehow managed to lose. Yes, fireworks on the Fourth of July episode. <laughs> it's all about the take, baby. Let me start my Trey Young. <laughs> We're waiting for that final vote, but folks, it will not matter. It will because not. even if we even if we come in, it will be three to two for Renee Montgomery, who says no on fireworks on the fourth of July. Renee, as our champion, what do you have to say? So this is this is what I have to say. This is the perfect example of why your take matters. I have no idea what Elijah was talking about. I actually like fireworks, but I knew Elijah was going to say fireworks. So to make it fun, I played devil's advocate and I feel really good. This might be one of my favorite wins. Elijah, you blew fireworks on the 4th of July. I want to say it again because you told me I was going to lose the same way people told me epic not to believe lead. Atlanta. Believe Atlanta. That's all I'm going to say. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I was an epic 3-1 lead blown by Elijah Cohn. <laughs> and that has been Take Survivor. I love it here. Goodbye. That is it for us. Follow and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to Take Line Show on YouTube for exclusive video clips from this episode. Plus my digital series, All Caps NBA, which airs every Friday. Check it out, folks. See you next week. Take Line is a Crooked Media production. The show is produced by Carlton Gillespie and Zuri Irvin. Our executive producers are myself and Sandy Gerard. Our contributing producers are Caroline Reston, Elijah Cohn, and Jason Gallagher. Engineering, editing, and sound design by Sarah Gibble-Laska and the folks at Chapter 4. And our theme music is produced by Brian Vasquez.
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.